And good morning, everyone. Brand new edition of Sports Medicine Weekly here on 670 The Score. I'm Steve Cashel, joined by my usual co-host, Dr. Brian Cole. He is the head team physician for the Chicago Bulls, one of the team physicians for the Chicago White Sox, sports medicine specialist, orthopedic surgeon from Midwest Orthopedics at Rush. Our website is sportsmedicineweekly.com. Our producer is Shane Reardon. Dr. Cole, Wow. Well, good news. It looks like uh, Major League Baseball and the NHL and NBA will all be playing again. Uh, They've already started on the PGA Tour, but all of a sudden we've got um, safety protocols in place that these players are not used to on the PGA Tour. Two players and two caddies just from this week's tournament were already tested positive for the coronavirus um, but it's good that uh, we're trying to play the games, although these players are going to have uh, a lot of um, different things to think about and uh, restrictions that they're not used to, correct? Yeah, I mean, I think people underestimate um, what is going, what is required and within each of these sports, and there's going to be differences based upon how and where they're played and whether or not they're contact sports or, or other. Uh, you know, on the PGA side, it's it's relatively easy to physically distance and arguably your behavior outside of your sport is going to be equal or more important than what's happening when you're in close contact with someone during the sport. So that's why this bubble concept is probably the only real way to create a controlled environment for what comes in and what comes out because you got to define a safe population and then keep them safe. This virus doesn't just magically appear. It's something that's there and you've got to define who has it isolate them and then assume that everyone else uh, through repeat testing is able to sort of conduct themselves and play the sport in a reasonably normal way. But every sport has their nuance and we're already seeing hiccups in virtually every sport uh, today in terms of people turning positive uh, and what has to be done. Uh, doesn't mean you need to shut it down, but I think the world has to, to accept the fact that as we enter into these next phases, just like we see spikes elsewhere, even in a controlled environment with professional sports, Steve, Steve we're going we're gonna to see people presenting with positive tests for sure and getting sick. Well, Major League Baseball, no licking of the hands, no spitting, no showers, no buffet, only prepackaged food. Um, Major League Baseball would prefer players uh, shower back at the hotel. They're asking them to stay on lower floors of hotels so they don't take the elevator. Tobacco is forbidden. You can chew, but not sunflower seeds. Gum is permitted. You can't spit it out. Pitchers don't even think about licking your fingers. They can carry a wet rag in their pocket, but no licking. So this is going to be a lot different, but this is what we need for order to play, right? Yeah, I mean, I think you have to think about um, the, 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 the price you're willing to pay for safety. And obviously that price is going to differ based upon the organization. Small organizations that don't have budgets and so forth are just not even going to attempt this. Uh, so when people say it's all about the money, you know, the money is part of this for sure. Uh, but, you know, frankly, returning to sport is, is, a, is part of the fabric of our society. And I think I, I personally I'm supportive of these efforts because they're incredibly well thought out. They're based on science. And as you just pointed out, I mean, when you're talking about, you know, sunflower seeds versus other, you know that you're thinking about every single detail. And the one benefit that we have accrued over the last three months is is the learning curve in terms of how this thing is transmitted and what steps we can take to actually be safe. 
uh, in addition to the fact that testing has become more widespread and available, because without that, you and I wouldn't even be able to start this conversation. Well, in Major League Baseball, players must undergo an immediate temperature check and two COVID-19 tests, a diagnostic PCR test, and a blood-drawn antibody test. What is a PCR test, Dr. Cole? So there's two basic tests, Steve, and the PCR test is the one that, you know, you, if you wanted to see if you have it or you don't have the virus, uh, it's typically a nasal swab or nasal pharyngeal swab, and now there's a sputum test. And that basically looks at the, the genetic uh, code or the RNA of the virus, and there has to be enough copies of it. So the, one of the challenges is that you could test it today, and it could be negative, and three days from now you could test it and be positive, which is why repeat testing is so important. But that actually tells you if you actively have the virus today, and that individual obviously would be isolated uh, to prevent uh, uh, you know, a contagion to, uh, to someone else. The, the, the antibody test does two things. It can show you if you have a active and or recent infection through what we call IgM. It's sort of like our body's little Pac-Man that can attack a virus. And those who test positive on the PCR test to say, hey, it's in your system, will or should develop IgM antibodies, which are our body's ability to fight it. And then what happens secondarily is they develop a long-standing antibody called IgG. IgG is what is developed when you get a vaccine, for example. And that's what confers immunity or presumably should confer immunity to prevent someone from getting the disease again. So uh, that's generally what the antibody test tests for. But the most important test is do you or don't you have the disease right now? And not just the ability to test once, but the ability to repeat test over a short period of time and then keep someone in a safe environment is the way that we're going to keep people safe. So all these other measures that you're talking about are incredibly important because it assumes that everyone is positive at any given moment. Um, so that's what I would call you. Steve, but if you're defining the population as one who is not positive on a test, that's you know better than 90% of it. The issue is you got to keep them safe and keep them contained. Uh, the other stuff is important, but what's critical is that the foundation set that you have a safe group of people who have been identified as not being positive, if that makes sense. 